It's a small town, only 100,000 people. Those 100,000 people may be different in many ways, but there's one thing that brings them all together. The Green Bay Packers. In Titletown, the blue-collar city only knows hard work, tailgating, championships, but more importantly, they know family. We have a saying in this town, faith, family, and the Green Bay Packers are all that you need. Sanjay and I grew up in Green Bay. You could say that we are Green Bay, or even better, the voices of Green Bay. We bring a local feel of Packer fandom to a worldwide audience. Friendship, family, and football. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Freezer Podcast. Freezer Podcast, where we bring you a local field pack of fandom to a worldwide audience. I am Sanjay, and alongside me, like always, is Fred and Matt. And we are live here in our home studios, brought to you by Our Tech Ventures and Lakefront Brewery, part of Game On Wisconsin. And thank you, uh, everyone, for joining us, uh, like you always do on a Monday, right before your Monday night uh, excitement of a football game. But, boys, <laughs> we are... Four and one. Yes. Thank you, Jacob, for joining us and being that guy. Yeah. You know, he got too salty and he didn't want to respond. He knew. He knew. <laughs> but he's here now, right? He's, he's here. here. He can take all. You know, yeah. I'm gonna, I'll call him out on it. That's fine. <clears throat> well, four and one. Let's celebrate, right? It's Victory Monday. <clears throat> you know what? A sneaky four and one, man. Not, not a four and one that I came into work being like, yeah, we, we back. We back. It was like one of those like we stuck through, but I'm, we're still four and one. Glad so, to be like, four and one. Let's celebrate. Yeah, and you look around the league, there's some pretty talented teams right now sitting at four and one. And I would say that we're starting to kind of trend our way up in that in that category. I don't know if we're as good as uh, you know, some of these, you know, potentially Dallas or uh, Arizona type teams, but we're get we're we're moving forward and we're we're trending up after that first week, and that's all I'm I'm excited about. I percent, man. I had a lot of emotions in that game. I'm not gonna lie. I had a lot of emotions in the sense Everyone. of just being done just being like look i don't know how much of this i can go you know go through for another like however many minutes or however many you know field goals however many attempts uh i was just kind of like look if it's meant to be for us to lose it's meant to be because we've how many chances are you gonna have at this but we'll get into all that uh <laughs> pretty close here into the into the show but guys i think the biggest thing that we got to talk about is you know how we came, I mean, obviously we know how we came with the win. It was a, a Mason Crosby field goal. But it's it's the up and down play of the offense and defense that you're just like, wow, okay, great. Oh, no, what's happening? Oh, wow. Oh, great. What a great, you know, <laughs> what a great dime down the middle, like, you know, for a big game. And then, oh, wait, we can't do anything. Oh, wait, a huge run to amount to nothing. So, like, it's just weird that, you know, we have these, like, you know, blemishes throughout, you know, a few of these games, actually, to be honest with you. And Matt, I want you to touch on this because it's called the red zone efficiency uh, of the Green Bay Packers. And it's been quite the doozy uh, uh, for Packer fans uh, for the first five weeks. Well, and on both sides of the ball, equally as frustrating, you know, first of all, I'm I'm excited we're four and one, you know, winning four straight games in the NFL, uh, is not nothing to to balk at. I mean, you know, that's that's a that's a feat in itself, and it keeps Green Bay in the conversation for you know those elite teams and in, in in the playoff hunt particularly. But you know, we got to get into it. We got to be you know negative Nancy's at some point. So you know, the the red zone stuff is is really interesting to me because um, in years past they've been dynamite in the red zone. Like they get in there, you know for a fact, you know Aaron Rodgers is going to get him in for seven. And this year it's kind of like. Between the 20s, they are an absolute juggernaut. And, you, you know, they find ways to move the ball, get get creative, get moving. And the second they get at that 20-yard line or right around there, I don't know what's going on, but the, the play calling changes, the execution falls off, the creativity is gone, and they just kind of are mailing it, mailing it in a little bit. And, you know, had it been somebody other than the Bengals, 
and not to put them down, but you know, they may never get even to, to overtime. Then those things are going to cost them. And on the defensive side of the football, I don't know what we're up to now, but it, I think they came into the game um, getting scored on 11 times out of 11 times. And wh- wherever we ended up, I think it might be like 14 or 15. It didn't improve at all. It got worse. Um, and that that's a problem too. So I knew when we sat here last week talking about you know our predictions for this game, I I said it would be a close game. I think the Bengals are a decent team. A lot of people, a lot of people just said, oh, they stink and they're bad. I'm like, they're not though. Like they got some good guys and they hung with the Packers. And really, they probably would have beat the Packers if it wasn't for uh, you know all these miscues on, on the field goals. But the, the the red zone stuff is very perplexing to me. And if they're gonna make a run here, um, they got to figure that out on both sides of the ball because this is not sustainable. Well, it's kind of funny because like, I feel like I've went up to bat recently for our offense in the red zone, because if we recall, like those last couple of years with McCarthy, we were just pitiful in the red zone offensively. And when the floor came in those first, at least the first two seasons, it felt like we really kind of, we didn't have any issue. We were fantastic gold zone, all that good stuff this year. For some reason, it seems a little off. Um, I don't know really what the answer is for it. It's kind of weird. You know, you can, you can attribute the defensive issues obviously to Barry and just, just sometimes a lack of communication and you know a little bit of that talent on that front seven. Um, but offensively, you would think that there should be absolutely 100% no issues in that offensive red zone. When you have a guy like AJ Dillon, who can go up the middle, you have a guy like uh, Aaron Jones who can get to the corner easily every single time. He's faster than any other outside linebacker. You have Devonte Adams, best receiver in the game. You got some great tight ends and you got your number, you know, your, your, your 18 who just seems to get open when needed to. So why are we struggling in the, in the red zone in the offense? I, I can't quite figure it out. It blows my mind. I can't believe I completely forgot about the gold zone and maybe we need to, you know, bring something of that nature back. I know they don't like to like bring something back, but something, but that's a, but that's my point. Like how quickly Uh, we forgot that like the last two years we were, we were flawless in the red zone off of three, four years of terrible red zone offense with McCarthy. So uh, it's, I don't know where that uh, disconnect happened, but I mean, yeah, it would be nice to get back to that, that fun gold zone. Let me throw you something here too. I want to ask you guys this too. Do you think there's some, I, I saw someone kind of mention this and, you know, I kind of thought about it. I, you know, I let it sink in my brain a little bit and I was like, do you think Matt LaFleur is getting a little conservative with his play calling? Maybe down you the said stretch. It himself. Right. I, I mean, okay. Forget the, 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 the deciding to go for the field goal uh, portion thing on third down. Um, you know, and even the, on the next possession too, but even just in the red zone areas where we did have like the Aaron Jones big run, the the, the big bomb to Devontae, it just seems like the aggressiveness to his like play con, or maybe I, I don't because I, it's, it's so hard because you don't know how much Rodgers is changing, you know, in the red zone compared to what Matt Lafleur maybe is calling. Yeah, and I know they have this beautiful loving relationship and like you know it's always going to be like made to be you know also you know uh everybody's going to talk about it like are they actually getting together you know getting well together because clearly sometimes the play calling is very conservative and you're kind of wondering well what you know what what gives because like you said two years ago this team didn't have an issue getting into the red zone at all and now you know not red zone but getting into the end zone and now it just seems like okay well now we're kind of scratching and clawing just to get into the end zone well, what's different? What's different? That's, well, what, that's, that would, that's what I would that's what I would question to you guys, and that's the offensive line. We've got a ton yeah. of offensive line issues. We have a very young kind of uh, <coughs> infant, if you I will, do have offensive one other line compared to. So that's what I that's my that's the only thing that I can think of. I don't think it's necessarily just a lack of of uh, being able to produce. I just think there's some <sighs> offensive line issues. So they're maybe not running the same plays they normally would because they don't have a Bakhtiari on the left side. Plus, I also am still a weird conspiracy-feeling theorist, if you will, on oh, always not opening up the playbook early <laughs> in the uh, in the season. Well, I want to say – I can't believe I'm saying this. And one real quick, Matt. I, I, can't, I really honestly can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going to say it. And I, I always feel like when I do this, I have to, like, tip my cap to head, Fred. But – I think we're not going enough to Bobby touchdowns. I just Ooh. think 
The guy is not being featured at all in this offense. It seems like it's so heavy on Devontae Adams. I think the element of MVS being gone now has opened up the Randall Cobb experience, which that's fine. It's worked out, obviously, in our favor for two straight games. But for some reason, there's a reason why they always say the tight end is the best friend of a quarterback. Yeah, And I get it. When you have Devontae Adams, that can be your best friend. I get it. I get it. Well, But it just seems like that's an obvious like go to like what linebacker other than like a Bobby Wagner or a Fred Warner or whoever that, you know, your top guys in the league that can really go toe to toe with Bobby touchdowns. Like I, he's gifted. He really is athletically. And I just think the options that he's getting other than the miss throw that he missed him on, what was it? Two weeks ago. Uh, I'm just like confused on that one. And I, I, re- I that's my theory on it, that there's just not enough tight end action. Well, you know, I think I think a lot of this, to Fred's point, it could be injury driven. You know, you're without MVS, who I think has had an impact on the offense, but I don't know how sure. much that that does in the in the resume, but definitely the, the offensive line. Um, but this is an interesting point because you know Devonte Adams is a bona fide superstar. He's the best wide receiver in the league. He's a, he's a threat all over the field. Really, nobody can hang with him. But but as we said last week on the show, the Packers offense is at its absolute apex best when they are mixing other guys in and they're, they're spreading yes. the ball around. Yes, Devontae Adams can catch 15 passes a week for 210 yards and two touchdowns every single week. He can do that. Rodgers is good yeah. enough to give him the ball. But they are so much more potent, hard to read and hard to defend when Lazard's getting catches. Bobby Touchdowns is getting catches. They're hitting guys running backs out of the backfield on crossers. They're so much better when they're doing that. And sometimes I feel like Aaron Rodgers is so overly reliant on Devontae Adams. He misses guys like like 85 there in the red zone, or he misses 13. You know, that that they need to get back to what they were doing last year and spreading the ball around and making the defense guess. It's hilarious though that even though everybody already knows the ball is going to go to Adams, they're still able to get him the ball. Yeah, but it's like I just worry. A lot, and he's able to break those double teams. So I understand completely you, you want to get your best player involved, and I have no problem with that. But I just think maybe to get out of some of these red zone woes, start to work some of those other guys in on your first Rogers or second only lead. scored 14 points. So yeah, the touchdown to Adams, okay, that's fine. And yep. then the touchdown to A.J. Dillon, which was obviously like to your point, Matt, mm-hmm. getting more people involved, was yep. all they scored. So right. you do the math. And just think like, okay, like you said, you're more potent and you're at its apex if you're getting more people involved. And if you looked at the total offense, it was basically Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams that accumulated the entirety of our offense like as a whole. But yeah, I just think that 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 you know they're making it work as right now, which is which is pretty incredible. And that just speaks to the talent of Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and those and those guys. But but man, I, I want to see some of these other guys getting worked in to get on. <laughs> like like we need any more but yeah guys i think that you know what do you Get think about hats. The, the adam stuff i mean I, I think he's gonna catch you know like feels like 200 passes this year well let's get into this game a little bit more because you know what time it is it is called the frozen four all right it is the frozen four where we break down the four most impactful plays of the game that really changed the course of the game. So obviously there was some big plays that happened that, you know, were awesome in the sense of like for fans to get up off their seats and just cheer and be like, Oh my God, this is so awesome. But they weren't the most impactful game plays. So bear with us. Uh, Matt or Fred, who would like to go first? I think uh, based off the order of how it happened, it probably should be Fred. Yeah, so we yeah, I was to say, Fred yeah. Go. I'll take it. And just, yeah, just, <laughs> and just to go off the order of what we were talking about too, that just kind of makes sense. Um, not the most impactful play per se of the game, but definitely an, <coughs> a, an incredible play, which has just become kind of normal with this guy. Uh, the ability to lay the ball up and to go up over, catch it. Uh, um, he's just, the talent is unbelievable. And he did it against Trey Waynes, which he's done for many, many years. When Trey Waynes was with Minnesota, he was leaping and getting it over him as well. Uh, um, it was just, Devonte Adams and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, what else? Like Matt said, what else can we say about that? <laughs> what else can you even comment out of anymore? Like, I, like, yeah, I don't even it, know it, anymore. It, like, we keep putting these up there, and I'm like, I feel like I should be like, well, I got some incredible okay. stat for you, but it's like the only stat I have for you is that I can't find anybody to stop Devonte Adams, and Aaron Rodgers is not getting any worse. So, does this put between that two? 
Hey, to go off of Iowa Joe's conspiracy here, do you think this no. puts Devontae Adams in the stratosphere of way, way over De- DeAndre Hopkins money by like double? Well, I'll tell you this. No. The nope. more the more he keeps doing this, the higher his price tag is well, going right. up. But then it's like, it, you know, but then like if you're any team, you're like, well, we don't have Rogers. So what do you like? You're are you what you are because of 12? I mean, no, 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 no. Sorry. Uh, that's a lot of disrespect. There is a lot that he does that is makes Rogers look amazing. But at the same time, the two of them together is what makes it so potent. Yeah, right. It's a marriage so of the talent. It's right. the marriage I, of the talent. Don't get me wrong. What he does is obviously bar none. But I'm just saying, if you're a, a team and you're saying, well, I've got Danny Dimes as my quarterback. <laughs> do you think you can do that with him? That's the kind of thing where, you know, they start to ask. You, if I'm getting Aaron well, Rodgers with you, sure. You get a bump. Here's the sure. thing, too, though. Like, I think that we have to always consider that people need to consider is that when – these trades happen or these moments where team, the players that are extremely talented, like Adams Rogers were to leave green Bay. There's a massive, massive learning process and it would be pretty difficult for Adams to walk into a team and just all of a sudden be, um, yeah, I mean, that's not shocking. He caught himself. That's true. He got himself. I I just, yeah, I think it's, they'll never be as good as they are when they're, if they're apart. It, that's b- bottom line, and I think everybody knows it, and I think even Adams knows it. But if Adams is getting to a point where Adam, let's be honest, Adams is never going to admit that he's going downhill, or that maybe he's peaked, or he's peaking, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but if if the future holds for us, no Rogers and Adams, then I mean, yeah, they'll probably go make ridiculous money. But they'll not but like be as Rogers, successful as they are right now. Rodgers has 422 touchdowns. Does Devontae Adams have 422 touchdowns with Aaron Rodgers? He did it with how many quarter or receivers? I mean, Jordy Nelson. We were saying Jordy Nelson, the toe yeah, tap but- machine. You know, I'm I'm not saying I think Devontae's better than Jordy Nelson. I'm just saying, yeah, we saw some amazing Devontae, from Devontae Jordy. Adams. Devontae Adams 75 is touchdowns is with them. I think. Uh, oh right, well, yeah, I know and. Remember, he's a he's in he's the best route runner in the game, so he gets open. But also, he does benefit from having Rodgers, who can stick the ball pretty much wherever he wants, and probably can make certain throws and reads that other QBs can't. Right. So well, you, you're going to see a bump there. So I like you, to your point. I see what you're saying. I think it's a marriage of the talent, and that's why it's been so good. Either way, he's going to get paid. Right. So yeah, he's getting paid. Matt. Well, actually, I think it's on to me. Uh, it's on to you. Okay, so this is kind of a a doozy of a a situation for, you know, Cincinnati, I think in the sense of key plays that happen, you know, usually we pick the Packers, but this time I'm going to pick the Bengals because what happened in the sequence was really, you know, I, you know, opening and just a head scratcher from even the announcers, obviously probably from you guys that are watching that are studious of the game. Uh, But the, the Bengals chose to run it uh, on third and five here instead of, Letting Joe Burrow kind of do his thing. Now, granted, you know, Joe Burrow was, Campbell. you know, <laughs> right. And of course, and we're going to talk about him next. But uh, the fact that they went for a third and five run, I mean, they had all the confidence in their rookie kicker, apparently, um, who's been hitting some pretty clutch game winning field goals for them. So I see what they were doing. But at the same time, Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow wasn't having really, you know, a lot of issues throwing it where he wanted to. And it seemed like, uh, you know, minus the T Higgins drop that just happened before that he was basically throwing wherever he wanted to. And that was, a that was fear. That was in my fear that look, Oh, they're going to get this first down and then they're going to be able to uh, keep running it down, you know, get closer and closer and closer and make it a more manageable field goal, which a ends the game. So, that to me was a very impactful play for the Packers because they chose to, you know, elect to run on our, you know, defense. And, and I, go ahead, yeah, Matt. Well, ahead. I don't know why I, I'm with you. I don't know why they did that because at that point the Packers were already without Jair Alexander and Kevin King went down, and so you were down to Stokes and I think it was Yadam uh, on the other side. Right. So and Shannon Sullivan and, out there. So. And Shannon Sullivan, and then I, I really, I really think the Packers' defensive front was whipping the uh, Bengals' offensive line for the most part. So to run it right up the gut on such a pivotal play, I'm sure they wish they had that one back because I would have taken my chances on uh, Burrow and, and, and uh, Jamar Chase. 
I'd like to see if if Andrew can get us stats on Mr. Uh, Joe Mixon. I don't think he even eclipsed over 60 yards. I, I don't even no. think he like sniffed it. So no. the fact that they thought running the ball would be their option to like, you know, seal the game was really eye open for me. Uh, Fred, if you want to say any lasting thoughts on that before we move on to the next. No, nah, I'm good. You nailed it. All right. So this goes on to the guy that made that play and now makes a play in the in overtime because obviously that led to overtime and you know we had to obviously kick to them and they started up the ball and uh obviously he's not a rookie but a two-year player in Joe Burrow makes the very like questionable decision again uh and throws a <laughs> a pretty awful pick and Devonje Campbell who in my opinion and and apparently that in the game uh <laughs> right that should have won the game right there uh that Aaron Rodgers believes is probably the best pickup that they've made uh and was wondering how this guy was a street agent for so long Devondre Campbell with his interception was such an impactful thing in my opinion which I thought sealed the game but it didn't because that was another uh Crosby miss but to just see what this guy has done for this defense and understand that look you know He's not flashy. Like, it's not like he's, you know, uh, Fred Warner. Um, but in the sense of what he's doing for this defense and how he's being put to succeed. Now, this is where I give the nod to Joe Barry and his work with linebackers back to his uh, dating back to his Washington days where he was working with Preston Smith. He was working with Adam character. He was working with those guys. And like, this is what you're doing as a defensive coordinator that at, I think could maybe flourish with Jalen Smith uh, potentially down the road. And understanding that, look, this guy is just everywhere, man. When you just have that it factor, I think we just haven't seen this maybe since Desmond Bishop, where a guy is just all over the place and just understands where the ball is and finds the ball. And even if he's not making interceptions, he's there. He's making pass that pass deflections. He's getting to the quarterback. He's getting to the running backs out in the flat. Like, I just think this guy is way better than what people understand and people need to start remembering his name. Now he may not be here next year. Maybe he might sign a contract with us. Who knows? But if we it, somehow win a Super Bowl, it's because Devondre Campbell had something to do with it. If they don't resign, I'm going to say it right now, if they don't resign him, they would be just completely moronic to, to go ahead and let the guy walk out the door. They haven't had this type of linebacker in green Bay in quite some time. I mean, you can go back probably a decade plus, um, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Listen, some anybody before, does anybody make better that. correlations than Todd? I mean, this guy, you I, could pay him to make correlations. Nah. Just hey, go watch speaking of the goat. Nights, that's right there. Bar. There you go. Just <laughs> check him out there because he, um, he does it on live show. So but but seriously, Devondre Campbell man has been a bit uh, he dictates to people. He's a he's a thumper, he's a tackler, and I, I don't know what the stat is that exactly is, but he's like ranked like number two amongst like you know uh guys in like coverage. It was up there with uh uh, the guy from Dallas has got, you know, 10 picks already. I mean, he's he's doing it all. So this guy is an absolute monster. And what a pickup. Yeah, he's he's classic. He's oh, classic ahead. linebacker, classic thumper, like you said. I'm really excited to see. I know everybody. I mean, we haven't really talked about it and I'm going to bring it up. But I know that everybody, you know, spent most of the the day, that one fateful day where we didn't get Gilmore. So pissy about not getting Gilmore. We ended up getting a guy that I think is actually way better than most people are going to give credit to. And I think any other day of the week, any other year, the last three years, we would have picked up Jalen Smith. Granted, those other two years were really great. We would have been super jacked. You put Jalen Smith in there with Barnes and Campbell. All of a sudden, now you're looking at, whoa, what the hell? The Green Bay Packers have a linebacking core? Yeah. I mean, this is something that could be really, really beneficial. And you're talking about some guys that not only can hit, but can cover. And I think that's something that the Packers have been looking for, but not really been willing to, you know, use a high draft pick on, obviously use a lot of free agent money. So to be able to pick up a guy like Barnes late, uh, pick up Diavandre for, for chump change. And then Jalen Smith, this could be a stellar little combo. And they could and just be, like you said, Sanjay, the difference between a normal playoff second round team and a Super Bowl team. Well, I mean, just, you pair that too up many, with run. Too many compliments between me and you, by the way, tonight. So that's yeah, you guys didn't mix it up. Me, I so say something it's stupid. not okay. I don't want to hear it anymore. I hate Shut your hat. Up. Okay. So <laughs> I, <hate your> <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, you just there pair you that up with the run that has always been struggling in years past, and you help out Kenny and the boys up front. And then if you can get Jair back, hopefully at somewhat capacity of over 75%, you know, eligibility. I mean, 
and then you pair with the Stokes that's budding. Enough yeah, said. man, it's a good. It's a I'm good. Just saying, you're up. Oh, and right. one other thing on that defense. Yeah. On that defense, Amos played really well, and Savage is a fucking cannon, dude. When when he comes downfield and makes tackles, I know we saw the Burrow one, but if you if you hey, focus on him, I, I mean, just to catch him, so he deserves some credit. Yes, he, he'll hit you. He'll that hit should you. have been a walk-in touchdown. It's a very Nikki Collins kind of feel. He covers a lot of freaking ground, and yeah, it's not That's always uh, it's not play. always big interceptions, but he's everywhere. Um, and I think at every level of this defense, I'm really starting to kind of see why I got so excited about the defense going into the season, and then felt like I was so wrong after week one, and now it's starting to like okay, maybe some of this talent and a little bit of Joe Barry is starting to make sense. All right, Matt, it's on to you. Well, on to number four. Um, and I don't know what to say about this, guys. You know, he needed to rebrand himself. Russell Wilson refers to himself as Mr. Unlimited. I think Randall Cobb needs to refer to himself as Mr. Third Down because this guy mm -hmm. coming up with clutch catches all over the place on third down, this drive ended up in the game-winning uh, field goal from Mason Crosby, but you don't get there unless he makes this catch. And it was sandwiched between a few guys. Tough catch. He got took a hit, um, and he was able to fall forward. We thought he had the first down, but he, he really didn't. Down. It was a first down, I mean, but the problem was the I guess the um, yellow line was off by a good yeah. three feet. So well, then it's stupid. So, then get that yellow yeah. line out of here. Yeah, out of here. Exactly. But I mean, what can you say? Randall Cobb coming up with an, another clutch catch on third down. If he does not make that, I don't Green Bay's probably punting. I mean, they're not going to <laughs> yeah. get a 65 yarder. Um, <laughs> so so again, we're seeing the dividends pay off from the trade of, you know, for Randall Cobb and and coming up, you know, he didn't play a huge role during the game. He didn't have five or six catches. He wasn't all over the field. But when you needed a reliable pair of hands, somebody that could get the job done. You know, Aaron Rodgers looked towards uh, towards Cobb there. And, oh, by the way, he made that pass kind of falling backwards a little bit. It wasn't an easy throw, um, and he threw definitely threw into coverage. So that that set up the game-winning field goal. Um, and, you know, again, Randall Cobb, savvy veteran. You know, he's the kind of guy you want on your team uh, down the stretch when you need someone to pick up some tough yards, you know, look no further uh, than 18. Uh, just a stat throw out. Thank you, Strauss for doing this um big shot 10 carries 33 yards so defense did its job at least on the you know the run game which has always been talked about every single year oh that's just how atrocious man it sucks oh they're trash so good job on a good running that's back you it's literally you you're the one who it's says that. no it's not me uh, am i always dog shit <laughs> on our run defense that's all of us I, it's all if anything it's matt okay, it's matt okay. down there that's um, you what did I do? He's a stack guy. He always says, oh, well, DVOA says that we just suck dick. <laughs> Whoa. I don't think that's a stat, first of all. Um, the SD stat? I, will I don't say, know, man. We didn't make the thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say yeah. that Sorry, to, man. yeah, you just Family really went show. full rated R, not PG-13 <laughs> on that one. NC-17. Um, <laughs> yeah, right? Right out of the gate, dude. Uh, with the cop the catch, the one thing that I... 28 minutes the, into the show. Okay, well, whatever. Um, the one thing I loved the most about uh, the cop catch is you're talking about a guy who's, who's older, who's had a ton of injuries, and had no problem going across the middle, knowing he was going to get Taking a hit, hit yeah. catch the ball, and get like that to me was like, gosh, he, dude. Well, dude, he I didn't just, get he any throws in the first two games, everything. so he's probably like, shit, no. I need to get some he, catches. His yeah. grit, though, reminds me a lot of like Donald Driver. He would go over the middle and get absolutely yeah. just blasted, but be hanging on to the ball, and, and they knew he'd come down with it. So Cobb definitely kind of bringing that element to the offense. Is it weird that yeah. I really don't remember much about Donald Driver? Other than like his big yeah. run against the 49ers. Like, I don't it's like, weird. No, no, like you just said that comment, and I'm like, damn, I don't remember that. He had like, a weird sure career. Right. Like, he's like, like the yeah. leading Packers receiver, but yeah, it never I don't felt remember like it. Squat. it never I mean, I felt like the, it. I remember the, the, the Favre, you know, four, yeah. whatever touchdown or five, whatever yeah. touchdown he got to Eclipse. But, like, you know, hey, shout out to Donald Driver, though. You know, I just heard that he said he retired. He didn't want to retire, but then he's like, I that, that guy fans, bleeds green and gold. I told that the fans that I would retire gold. here. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. He, he walked away from the, the game. Fans, like, as if the fans are going to do much. But, hey, hey, he kept loyal. I like it. Uh, 
great job, guys. That is the Frozen Four. But you know what? That Cobb touchdown or Cobb touchdown, Cobb catch led to something pretty amazing. And you know what that brings us to. And that is the hero of the game. Yes, this guy right here. <laughs> this, uh, Missed it. <laughs> that was a play by play of my what I sounded like when that kick was going. <laughs> okay, it's okay. He'll get this one. It's okay. He got, he's got this one. It's all right. Yeah, he'll, he'll get this one. Put her up, buddy. Yeah. Just a chip. Oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> It takes a struggle. It takes, it takes you to get beaten down to the ground and just to rise from the ashes and to overcome all the adversity and to avoid Detroit Crosby. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that just, okay. just missed. What, son? <laughs> oh, is he going to make it? I don't is know. he going to make the, it? The... <laughs> The announcers were wishing it into existence. Oh my god! Can we please talk about that? Can we please talk about that? I have a bone to pick. Was that Jonathan Vilma that did the game? Yeah, Dude, he's terrible. Every single time, every single time they got the kick, like, oh, you gonna talk about it? The streak? I'm like, Dude, are you guys like got like you know incense and voodoo dolls in the booth with you? Do you want you him to miss? Money on this game? He, like... Dude, he kept tempting fate every single time he brought up the the streak, and it's like you knew this was gonna happen, and it did happen. Ridiculous. Yeah, but do you know why he did that? You know why he did why? that? Because it was why? the only thing that he said all game that made sense. Uh, well, oh, it's, it's a middle linebacker doing a broadcast. So. He was terrible. He's so terrible. He doesn't have any thoughts of his own. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> he tries to like he tries to like Tony have, Romo like, situations and be like, oh, look, whose thoughts do they really have? <sighs> a deep dive question. I don't know. I don't even know, dude. But I, 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 that, that pissed me off, though. man. They they wished it upon existence, and then he stopped. Yeah. And he's like, I. But what game hey, was that? Like quick. years ago, when Aaron Rodgers didn't throw a, t- a pick for like three hundred straight passes, yeah, and all they could talk that. about, and then he threw a pick. I'm like, stop doing that. <laughs> stop oh, the it. Completions, the completions where he had yes. Like, how many completions without? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, a real quick thing was the the protection of the field goal. That's not being talked about. And this is two straight games. Now, the one that More we had that. against the Steelers. Well, yeah. The one that we had against the Steelers, obviously, we got away with one there. But this one, these guys are getting in pretty quick. And I think there's a reason maybe Mason Crosby's getting a kind of little, uh, you know, fishy around here. Is because they can't even hold a block. Top Bobby touchdowns over here. Can't even do anything. I told you. I love the man. But, but you, you just put an arm on him. He, he's not in that one. You see why? Okay. <laughs> you put Lancaster. You're putting a defensive thing. tackle. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand this because doesn't every single all thirty two teams run the same exact formation? Thank you. Why? Why is this any harder for us to block this? And do teams, we have no, to I just all ten linemen out there, like all the ten <laughs> that we have registered and suited up for the game. Do we have to put all? I mean, I don't think they're all ten suited up, but like, do we have to put seven of them out there? Because clearly, who's ever out there absolutely stinks. And just, just get that right side uh, is atrocious. And this every is time multiple. I mean, let's keep looking at these. Like, look at they're all shifting to the right. They know it. They're like, oh, who's, was that Larry? He, he, how late was he getting out of his stance? Do play that again. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was two feet off the ball before he even moved. <laughs> he couldn't I mean, put any. God. Just wait. Just wait. It's coming. I mean, Maurice Drayton. I, I, I think the question has to be asked at the next press conference because where in. Where is Tyler Lancaster coming into practice saying, "Hey guys, I'm here for right here. Uh, for kickoff drill here or not, sorry, field goal <laughs> field goal protection." Is it just <laughs> <laughs> He just stuck a right arm. What is that? I, don't know. I hope that's got to be a film study this week, right? I right? never I've never paid attention more to field goal blocking in my life than I have in like the last 3 weeks. I, I is this always a thing? But it's like, it, come on, man. If I'm Crosby, I go I go talk to Drayton. I'll be like, "Look, you can't have 95 on my right side here because no. it looks 
Like I what Joe well, said, he looks like a sloth. Well, you know, right? So how they have to like you know an offense like put someone to chip we someone really on. Are watching do, this do, we gotta, do we gotta put? Do we gotta put someone to chip on field goal blocks? I mean, my God, I think we do. We might have to help. Watch this. He didn't even get out of his stance. Hey, you know how, like, you know, like, when, remember that one uh, formation that the Colts ran against the Patriots? And it was like all the people were out on the edge, and it was literally the center and <laughs> and the, the running back. And they're like, oh, this might work. And it was like botched instantly. That's well, how I feel like we might have to do it. Like some stupid formation just to make sure no one gets on the outside, just so that we can, like, get a That's field goal the whole thing. Back. That's the whole thing. Is like I don't know. Under, they said they corrected stuff. They said Uh-oh. they did some kind of. They they did a few things where you know they they changed maybe the the blocking or the cadence or something. But it's like I don't know what. It's like a perfect storm of of everything in this uh, special teams blocking. But Drayton, man, you know I don't know. You got to get that straight. You got to get that straight. Hey, right, we've gone ten years without a good special teams coach. Might as well add another one at it. So, uh, folks. When we come back, we have another game to talk about. That obviously is our favorite time of the week in which I, I wish Fred had his camera a little bit f- further back because he usually has his uh, thing on his desk for us to all see during this week. But it is obviously Bears week. But don't go anywhere, guys. This is the Freezer Podcast. Holy crap, Jimmy, did you see how well we played on Sunday? Joe Burrow couldn't do anything. Aaron Rodgers would get MVP. It was fantastic. Probably one of the best games I've ever seen. AJ Dillon broke out, had over 100 yards. It was incredible. I can't believe we kicked their ass. Guys, like that. guys, we don't know what happened yet. There's a chance that they lost. Let's calm down a little bit and let's talk about it on Wednesday. 7 30. Check us out every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. I came on Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. On. Mm-hmm. The YouTube and the Facebook and the Twitter. Right there. Go get it. We'll be there. Welcome back. This is the Fusion. It's you know it's not what it's really nice to know that there's three other weirdos as weird as us that would literally (laughs) sit there and make that commercial. Just want to say that. Hey, well, hey, you know, this is a freezer podcast and we are brought to you by our tech ventures. The goal of our tech ventures is to collaborate closely with the founders throughout all of the investment and fundraising stages, turning, turning their visions into successful companies. Since 2020, our tech ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable business that makes an impact on industries, communities and beyond our tech ventures. So, folks, nailed it. We have a game. <laughs> I, I I feel like I'm getting that one. If I can nail this next one, that is going to be the, the the coup d'état. You know, if I can nail this next one, then we're gonna and then Todd will be happy because that's why he's here. So Bears still suck. That's why we have Bears Week. All right, this is the time where the division is up for grabs with this play with this game so because if we lose we technically yeah yeah they're they're first in division so uh <laughs> yeah it's it's i don't know who's the quarterback's gonna be is it gonna be dalton is it gonna be field i think they said I mean, field is gonna play i think you said he's okay okay so yeah yeah there, I, I i guess the dalton experiment lasted pretty <laughs> pretty long. hey you know what you know what i want to say about the old justin fields thing here oh here we go is <laughs> I brought this up to Ethan the other day because I thought it was just ironic because I because it's just Bears fans, right? Just Bears fans in general are so delusional. Uh, not as delusional as Minnesota. Oh, yeah, we can go close up on it. Uh, yeah. But they're so delusional in the sense that how many years, guys, how many years did we have to listen to Bears fans say, oh, yeah, your quarterback's gay, pretty boy, <laughs> gay quarterback. Wow. And yet Justin Fields pretty boy around with his big old diamond earrings and his lip gloss. Who's really the pretty boy in the NFC North now? That's all I wanted to say. Not grizzled Rogers with his, with his uh, old yeah, he looks gunslinger homeless. beard. Yeah. So, like when does. did Rogers, when did Rogers ever be a, when, when was he ever a pretty boy? Like, I don't ever remember looking at Rogers and be like, wow, he's extremely, hey, but, hey you know what? Pretty Ain't boy. Nothing wrong with it. I mean, let's go back to sunshine. You know, remember the Titans, you know, they're like, sunshine, sunshine. And he won in the game. You know, like, I mean, he didn't win the game. No, but, like, I'm you know, saying. he was part of the winning the game. But, yeah, yeah, you're right. It, hey, look. 
The I'm just saying has... they used to they used to say that crap all the time, right. and now right. they now Justin Fields is like a complete pretty boy in tough old Chicago. Like you can't just try to play it off because <laughs> I just I don't know. Yeah, listen, they're just desperate. They're just desperate. They're they just are desperate, desperate Fred. Right? Yeah. They are. They just want something to uh, hold on to and that might stick back. You know, so Bears week. It is always a fun week because hey, we got the we got the bear hunter back. We got the bear killer, however you want to call it. We got Cobb back, so you know that's always worrying. Oh no, it's uh, Randall Cobb the, again. Yeah, I wish we had that one kid that's always like <laughs> that's that like that video where he's like the Cobb touchdown, and he's like, yep. no, not, no, like, it's like, Randall Cobb yeah. again. Um, <laughs> or in the background but, where the bears just sitting there, and it's like, hello, darkness, my old friend. That's one of my favorite. Yeah. 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 So. It is Bears week. It is an interesting week because I really don't know what this Bears team is because, I mean, yes, they did beat the Raiders, but they beat the Raiders without their car for about the you know big portion of the game. I actually, I don't know how much of a portion of the game they missed him, but it was enough to at least, you know, change momentum. So I I really don't know. Like, I, I, I mean, we just played a Bengals team where I was like, oh, they're three and one. Are there, you know, they played some pretty mediocre to below average talent. You know, but at the same time, they're still three and one. They have a high octane offense. They have a defense that's, you know, confident. And look at us. We went right down to the wire with them. We played down to their level, perhaps, because we just couldn't, you know, uh, you know, finish, as they can say, in, in the red zone. And, you know, it, it does feel like there might be a different, you know, mood to this game because I think Rodgers just understands that he needs to just kick the Bears' ass. And I don't think he ever plays down to the Bears' talent, in my opinion. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Like, who? I would say my down? my biggest the, the Rogers yeah, alone. Rogers big, alone. I, I'm saying his mentality yeah. compared to how he just played against. Yeah. I mean, he played well last night, but I would say that my my biggest fear going into the game is just the. It's always been my fear with Chicago is their defense and. Right, but is the it defense, especially anymore? going against our offense, yeah, but our, our offensive line, all things considered, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a little bit of nervous, but not. But then again, we've had a makeshift offensive line against some pretty good defenses the last three weeks, and we've seemed to hold our own. So, as the Bears any better than those defenses? Nah, I don't really <laughs> think necessarily they are. I mean, there's some obviously good talent there, um, and we've had some good battles, but. I I would I would say, um, I would guess, yeah, that like it's it's not going to be Aaron Rodgers playing down, as much it will be Justin Fields trying to play up, and I think that's where we can kind of take control. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this to me this is a game like the Bears like have to win because it's like Super Nagy Bowl. has been yeah he's been this tortured by the Packers man. and Lafleur since Lafleur came here and they have really not been able to get over on Green Bay at all you know now they have their new their new toy in Justin Fields but you know remind me they are without their top running back so that, that kind of limits some of that ground game and controlling the game if you will you know they're going to have to rely on Fields arm to probably beat the Packers I would think particularly if their defense isn't able to you know really limit Aaron Rodgers I mean I guess the one part about about the Bears defense I still kind of worry about is you know yeah they have a formidable front Khalil Max always a menace you know uh Hicks in the middle Roquan of the defensive Smith. line there's Roquan Smith I mean they got some guys there and oh exactly. by the way they still have you know Eddie Jackson in the back you know playing playing safety so um but I think the Bears, man, they're going to be the ones that have something to prove here. I think Green Bay just needs to play within the confines of their offense, get settled in on defense. And I, I still believe they're the way better team here, but it's a road game. It's a divisional game. I, I To me, you always throw the records out when you're playing a divisional team. They end up being a lot closer uh, is this you know, a, than, you, than you think. Is this a 3 o'clock game or just another nooner? Uh, that's a good question. It's a Whoa, nooner. Two so, in a row. Because we only had three of them, right? All year. So Yeah, very, very few. <laughs> so, very few. Uh, so real quick on these, uh, real quick, I'm I'm trying to think, because someone at Iowa Joe mentioned with David Bakhtiar, this technically is six weeks because we're four and one. Well, sorry, this is week five. So no, he comes back next week, right? This well, is we're week four and one. We're so we that's played five. Five. This is the yeah, start so, of week six. Yeah. So technically he is eligible. Does he actually return and come back? I he can start practicing, I believe, this yeah, week. Yeah, so I don't yeah. think they're just going to throw him in the mix against, like, you know, on a sh- on a pretty shitty field and, you know, against a pretty uh, form- formidable, like, D-line. I, I, think don't they know, get, I don't know if they rush him back. but I think know. they probably get Jenkins back. 
you know, so you, you throw him Hopefully, on the left yeah. side of the line there. And then I think, you know, they're going to be smart with Bakhtiar. I can't see him tossing him out there unless he's just straight up 100%. Maybe he already is, but they want to wait a little bit longer. Um, but I, I think he comes back maybe, you know, next a few week? weeks afterwards. Yeah, maybe next week. week after. Oh, yeah, I, I, it's a hard one, man. I, if the fact that the offensive line has done this so far, Yosh hasn't, he hasn't cost us the game. He's not. He's not hurting us, but he is. Obviously, you've you've seen the offensive line clearly break down quicker than it usually does. Uh, now, there's only so much Yosh can do in this, you know, in this setting. You know, he's obviously playing on a lot of like you know confidence, and he's getting confidence from his quarterback. But you know, there's a reason he's been a practice squad guy for the longest time, right? Like otherwise, well, and, he'd have been. I mean, he's well, still played like, pretty damn good, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, that's what I'm saying. But like, you know. To say that you need to throw Bakhtiari in right now, I don't think you do. I think you just keep letting this kid grow and keep yep. letting him fight in the trenches. And this might be his, you know, if not the, you know, one of the closer, you know, fights that he's going to have to well, fight against with, you know, Khalil Mack and um, Akeem Hicks. Like, this is yeah. going to be a, a pretty the, tough fight for him, too. So The unsung heroes of this early season are definitely the offensive, offensive line, line and all the sure. guys that had to – because if those guys don't step up and play how they're playing, we're not 4-1. and one. We are not 4-1. and one. Nope. And we're about to get into what I would consider to be the real thick of the schedule, particularly after we oh, play Washington. Right. Um, so so those guys, man, have really all played out of their minds so far. And you just hope they can continue that for another week or two. And then you get the reinforcements, which look like two all pro tackles or you know, offensive line come in. Not 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 bad, you know, to replenish your line with two guys like that. So I my hat's off to him, but yeah, there are still limitations there. And the Bears, man, are the Bears. They got great guys up front, and they're still definitely the going to look to take advantage. Yeah. Fred, any lasting words on the Bears? Other than they still suck? No, they still suck. I'll, I'll, what I'll, do you guys, where do you guys worry about their prediction. offense? I, I, well, figured I was at gonna, least. I was, yeah. I'll address it with my prediction, basically, like what I'm okay. my, my yeah. biggest fear with them offensively. Yeah, we're strapped on time a little bit, so we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll address it in the predictions. But that does mean we do go to our break because it is our time for the best segment in the world, and that's called our predictions. Uh, so when we come back, we'll hit you up with those, and we'll close up the show. So don't go anywhere, guys. This is the Freezer Podcast. Holy crap, Jimmy, did you see how well we played on Sunday? Joe Burrow couldn't do anything. Aaron Rodgers looked an MVP. It was fantastic. Probably one of the best games I've ever seen. AJ Dillon broke out, had over 100 yards. It was incredible. I can't believe we kicked their ass like guys, that. Guys, we don't know what happened yet. There's a chance that they lost. Let's calm down a little bit, and let's talk about it on Wednesday. 7.30. Home party park. Check us out. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. I came on Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. On... Mm-hmm. The YouTube and the Facebook and the Twitter. Right there. Go get it. We'll be there. All right. We are the Freezer Podcast. And like we said earlier in the show, we are brought to you by Lakefront Brewery. And uh, Lakefront Brewery is one of Wisconsin's largest crafter breweries. Since its founding in 1987 by brothers Russ and Jim Cleish, Lakefront has earned numerous awards and created over many industry firsts. Currently, Lakefront Brewery offers more than 20 different beers in 30 different states and several countries. Lakefront Brewery's tours are among the most popular in the U.S., with over 100,000 taking the tour yearly. Unlike most brewery tours, Lakefront was one of the first to do to or first to offer beer before, during, and after the tour. Brewing flavorful, high-quality craft beer has been their passion for over 30 years. They'd love to tell you their story over a pint and a tour the next time you're in Milwaukee. Visit lakefrontbrewery.com to schedule your tour today. Whew, that's a that's a mouthful right there. But go check them out. They're, they're, they're that was really good. I've Thanks, taken man. that tour. Yeah, I've been there. Hey, see, look at that. You, you yeah. got yeah. You, yeah, testimonials. Maybe we should, yeah. we should do a testimonial. Maybe we should all three go there one time and then we can do a commercial. They should just, like, or they should just, they should just send us a beer. That'd be cool too. That, yeah. I'll drink it right on here and stream. Or maybe we'll have a beer I'll drink for it you on guys. the show. I don't know. I'll drink so, several. Hey, it, it's prediction time, guys. We get uh, folks, you like we <laughs> like. <laughs> Like we always say, thank you so much for joining us on this Monday. I know you got 10 minutes. Uh, I think the football game already started, but you're here with us for another 10 more minutes, and we appreciate that so much because, look, 
we're on Mondays. It's it's been a a great weekend, and now you're like, ah, oh, Mondays. But you know what? You get a little bit of a laugh and a smile with the three of us. I hope, and you know, we hope that we can give you some, you know, somewhat, you know, bullshit Packer insight for at least an hour. So thank you guys so much for joining us, and uh, you know where to follow us on Sweep Studios through our Facebook and our uh, Instagram. Obviously, part of the Game on Wisconsin family, so you can find all of our stuff on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, and everywhere around the world. So, uh, guys, Bears week. <sighs> what do you got, Matt? All right, okay. uh, I'll start off. I'm here's. Oh, here's <laughs> I took your spot, but Matt wasn't I, ready. <laughs> go ahead, Fred. I know Matt always goes first, but I'm. Gonna, I was going to switch okay, up my position. Go you know I what? Go first. I mean, it's not a big deal. I'm just going to pick us to lose. So. No, you're not. Um, you're such a. I really no, you. It'll happen some point. Some point this year, he's gonna do it. It'll happen. I know. <laughs> I know. Knows. It's not gonna be the Bears though. Um, okay, so here's yeah. here's my Hope thought process going into the game. Uh, we've kind of touched on a few things. One of them being, uh, this will be 100% the Super Bowl for the Bears. Uh, it will be Justin Fields' first moment where he has to take the field against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers yeah. and understand that little bit of a rivalry. Um, it will be in Soldier Field. I think Soldier Field and I think the Bears fans in general are going to be jacked because they feel like this is like this new awakening because they have just they got to prove something. So they're going to be they're going to be sadly disappointed again. Right. No. Uh, and my biggest You're talking fear, like we're going to lose. I'm I'm giving I'm I'm pu- you, sir. Wait your turn. Okay? <laughs> wait your turn. Uh my biggest fear, and I know that Sanjay will echo this and Matt probably will as well, is if I am Matt Nagy, which would mean that I'm an idiot, but if I was a smart <laughs> Matt Nagy, I would go in all week saying our game plan is college Justin Fields. Run the ball, Justin Fields. Run the ball, Justin That's Fields. Scary. Run it. If your first pass isn't open, run it. Don't go run. through progressions. Just run the ball because we we've been proven to not be able to stop running quarterbacks. He's electric. He's he's dynamic. He can do it. So that is what I would do if I'm the Bears. I think that Nagy is not that big of an idiot to not at least consider it. But the problem is, is that I think that they'll get too hyped, too excited, and the game plan will get washed up because we've seen Nagy do that. We've seen him kind of flip the script on his own play on his own game plan. When sometimes we've seen. Chicago come out and be better than us for the first two quarters of a game. And then all of a sudden they just kind of falter. And I think that's a nagyism that we've seen so many times. That being said, um, the defense is always a little bit of a, a concern because they're good. I think that we're rolling. I think we're starting to find mm-hmm. our groove. I think our defense is looking good. However, uh, I'm not going to, give us a ton of points and I think it might be closer for some weird reason than, than I would have normally thought. So I'm going to stick with 30 to 21 green Bay Packers. You said close. Oh, you're saying like the, between us and them. Well, I'm saying 30 to like, I'm saying I like, if you look at it, like all things considered, you should expect the Packers to win by more than nine points. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I think that I think we'll get a good early healthy lead. And then I think, They'll get some garbage, and I think Justin Fields will end up. If they're smart, I think that they would make him. He should end up with 100 plus yards rushing. Okay, I dig it. You know, I the way I look at this game, and I probably say this every single week, but it's like I think to Fred's point, you know, like the whole coming out jack. I think the Bears are going to be really hyped up for this game. The crowd's going to be into it. You know, they 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 feel like they have something to prove here. Oh, we got the new the new hot quarterback in town. You know, they've been talking yeah. shit all offseason about how great he's going to be and how he's going to be the king of the North, this and that. So I feel like they need to compensate and they, they need to win this game, you know, it, for more reasons. It's just the, just the victory column, getting a one in the uh, in the win, the win column. But um, to me, this game, you know, Green Bay has got to weather the start. I feel like the Bears will probably come out, you know, go get a touchdown or something. It's about how do you how you respond to that. And they've been pretty good at that this year of coming back and scoring you know, and answering a team. So I'm going to once again plead to Matt LaFleur, do not kick the ball to start, take the ball, and go get a touchdown. Dictate to them and take them out of their game because I think you can make the Bears pretty one-sided pretty quickly in this game. And let me tell you why. 
One of it is going to be, again, getting the ball and going getting a touchdown, but they do not have their preferred running back in the game. They're down to Damian Williams in the, and I forget the other guy. And their offensive line Khalil isn't exactly wonderful at this point. And, and the Packers' defensive line is trending upwards. They've been playing really good. They've been getting good pressures, and they haven't allowed really anybody to run all over them all year long. So I think this plays in to having Justin Fields have to beat you. And I don't think the Bears can get into uh, a shootout with Green Bay. Um, so a lot of this is going to be determined upon, you know, how, how the Packers can block up front. You know that they're going to bring pressures. You know Khalil Mack is hungry. You know Hicks is hungry to get to, to Aaron Rodgers. Um, but can 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 they withstand that, and can they get time to pick apart that secondary? Because, again, they don't have, you know, they lost uh, uh, Kyle Fuller, you know, and I don't really know that they ever replaced him with anybody, you know, uh, to that caliber. So I think the Packers, it's out there for them to really maybe – Beat the crap out of the Bears, but again, it's 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 going to be a division game, so I expect it to be a, a little bit closer. But I think Green Bay is the better team here. I think that if the they game plan this correctly, um, they should be out in front and keep that lead. So so I'm going to go ahead and pick the Packers here, uh, 34-23. Fair enough. I really want to pick us to lose. Like I just don't like want to pick us to lose. I don't like God, the feeling of you guys both fan. just mentioned this. No, 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 you just both mentioned. Who says that, it like, like that though? The the hype is so real for them, and in their in their you know stadium, it's a divisional game, blah blah blah. But but I'm not picking us to lose because a I said I was I in my predictions with Matt when Fred wasn't here. Uh, I said <laughs> we would sweep the division. You know why? Because we're the better, we're better. team. We're just the better team. For some well, reason, what, if, this what seems an incredible like a thought process! <laughs> Better than Vilma's? Spent all night uh, thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. No, Tell me more, it, Sanjay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. Um, the fact that it is, you know, Justin Fields gives does present a lot of problems. We've never been able to stop a running quarterback, so that is a big concern. Now, if they just let him run rampant, like uh, a la Colin Kaepernick in the playoff game. That could bode for a lot of problems because their defense is still the defense, right? Like they still have a lot of playmakers. They can give some fits on a, you know, a, a rather young offensive line. So if we can contain that, if a Devondre Campbell is like a, basically, I don't even know, a Rover, like, you you know, in Madden where you make him like the, you know, the spy and then he's User. just running around, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you're hitting R3 and you make him the spy. You know, that is probably what they have to have some sort of game plan where there is someone just keeping an eye out and just making sure you keep him honest. Because if he's throwing the ball, I feel like I like our chances a little bit better because he is making some mistakes. He doesn't seem like he's very accurate with the passes. And you know what? It's not like it's a fluid offense right now with the way Matt Maggie's running the plays. But if they just say, look, fella, we'll go back to Ohio State games and we'll, like Fred said, run you. I could feel that being a little scary. But Again, I like when we have Aaron Rodgers. So I like the fact that, yes, Matt's right. We are clicking. We're starting to gel better. Randall Cobb is starting to, you know, uh, be featured. This guy is being featured a little bit more. You saw his touchdown. You saw his running. He could wear a defense like this down. I don't care if you got Akeem Hicks. I got Quadzilla, and he'll he'll take his quads and run it right down your throat. So... I like the fact that we have that once you punch. It's going to be, I think you have to run the ball way more than Aaron Rodgers has to pass. I honestly don't think that's how you're going to beat them. I think you run it down their throat. Make them, just punch them back in the mouth. That That's what they're all about, right? They're this, you know, they're the wannabe monsters of the midway. They want to be gritty in the, uh, in the line of scrimmage. No, just punch them and say, look, we ain't going to take that. So I think we win. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be 21 to 14. Keep it simple with touchdowns. I don't even want to see Mason Crosby out there unless it's an extra point. So, <laughs> I don't know. That's fine. A lot but, of those games end up with low scoring, though. How many times have the yeah, Packers and the Bears right. played, and it's low yeah, scoring? Yeah, and it's always, yeah, exactly. So, I think too. But go ahead. No, I think I think you're right. I think a really good approach to the game for the Packers. I mean, we've talked about how Chicago should run fields. Nagy's not calling the plays anymore, so that couldn't be a big difference. Um, but I think for us on that, on the flips, yeah, on the flip side, 
you're right. I mean, I would just gas that defense. I would just run Dylan, then right. Jones, then Dylan, then Devante. Jones. They are expecting. Yeah, and then go. Yeah, and then go. Like this could be a big game for Bobby touchdowns. Yeah, um, this, I would assume that Devonte will get is, you know triple covered. This is an absolute <laughs> yeah. game for Bobby touchdowns. This is begging for like a Lazard game to have that like four. That too. Yeah, yeah. Something super out of the. You know what I mean? Like I think yeah, somebody yeah. else other than seventeen thirty three are going to have to have a game here to to really get that. Yeah, it's not going to be Cobb. It's not going to be Cobb. It's not going to be Devonte. It's not going to be Jones. It's going to be yeah, like it's going to be. Bobby, Bobby touchdowns or, or Deguara or, or like something out of the box is just going to be, and that'd be great. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see somebody else get into that rotation. Good because dog. Get a couple of then you just, touchdowns. I don't know. Just <laughs> add that in there. Yeah. I mean, but if you lock hey. in, you lock in a big, a big jumbo set and then just let them, let them run. Well, we'll see what happens on Sunday at noon because <laughs> you know what? It's fun to have a noon game because you get the rest of your day off. Uh, but, I'm actually, I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in Chicago for I'm not going to oh, go to the game, but I'm going to a concert the night before. So I'll be in Chicago and then. Well, the wear, wear that thirst and proud. Wear that thirst and proud while you're down there and you know, let, them, let them see it. Let them understand where the real you know class is. Uh, but everyone, thank you so much for watching us. I know we're, we're, we're at eight o'clock right now, so we are going to be closing down the show. Uh, live, love life, man. I mean, it's it's a precious thing. Don't take it for granted. Enjoy the Green Bay Packers. Enjoy this last dance. Enjoy our show every Monday. Come back. We love you guys. So uh, with that being said, I'm Sanjay. That's Fred. That's Matt. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. The Bears suck. <laughs> <laughs>